Welcome to the Fueled AF podcast, where we educate you on ways to fuel your mind, body, and soul. We're your hosts, Alex and Avery. Now let's jump in. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Fueled AF podcast. Happy Friday. Woot woot. Um, Avery and I are really excited about this episode, and I laugh because we say it at the beginning of every episode. We're just excited to be here. Record at this point. It is, honestly. We're really excited about this topic. No, but really, um, this is a very, very, I feel like this topic is going to be a very popular listen, um, especially because, like, who wouldn't want to eat more and reach their goals and, like, I don't know, it just seems like the most beautiful thing. Like my favorite thing in the world is food. So of course, yeah, I'd love to eat more food and lose weight. How do I do it? Sign me up. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, This is something specifically that Avery and I pretty much specialize in with our coaching program. I don't know, Avery, what would you say? Like probably 90%, maybe even a little bit higher of women that we work with need to kind of lose more to reach their goals. Would you say? Yeah. Or eat more, you mean? Yeah. Did I say lose more or what what did I I you said lose more to, to reach your goals, which is also true, but, <laughs> but yeah, I would say, I would say like at least 90, if not like closer to 95% of clients we bring on, we have to go through a phase of having them eat more food before we can start diving into fat loss. So, yeah. and I would say probably like in correlation, 95%, probably 99% of the women we bring on want to, to achieve fat loss. That's kind of the biggest goal we help people with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think most people like just, I, okay. I can't, I can't say this for sure, but probably like, I don't know. I would say the majority of women who want to lose weight, who've been trying to lose weight and have not done so successfully are probably not eating enough. And that's probably a big reason why they can't lose weight. So, yes. so this, this really just might be the answer to some weight loss problems that you're having. If you're listening um, because we know for sure with clients that we work with, it it oftentimes is. So yeah, we're going to be talking about just how to lose weight while eating more, which obviously sounds fabulous. So let's dive in. Do you want to first open this up talking about metabolic adaptation? Yes. It's just like one of my favorite topics. I love metabolic adaptation. Um, so essentially this is kind of at the core of everything that we're going to be talking about today. Um, so metabolic adaptation is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's kind of just a fancy way of saying that your metabolism is adaptable. It's fluid. Um, so a lot of people kind of make these broad statements of like, I have a really slow metabolism or like, Oh, my metabolism sucks. Like this person must have a super fast metabolism. They can eat whatever they want. They never gain weight, blah, blah, blah. Um, and of course it is true that just genetically, like we do have different, you know, some people do have a faster or slower metabolism, but your metabolism is not stuck in one spot. It is adaptable and it adapts to different circumstances. So your body is really, really smart. Um, so depending on the circumstances that it is in, um, it will adapt to those circumstances accordingly. So just as an example, um, this probably pertains to a lot of people. Um, let's say you have like, you went on a diet, um, it's been really successful. You've, you've, you've lost some weight, um, and you're eating around 1600 calories. You've been eating 1600 calories for this whole dieting phase, you've been losing weight, you're moving and grooving. And then you start to notice like 
you're not really losing weight anymore. You haven't changed anything. You're still eating the same, doing the same workouts, whatever it is. Um, but you're not losing weight anymore. And you're like, what's going on? Um, essentially like a weight loss plateau. And the reason why that has happened is because your body has been at those calories for a sustained period of time. And so it's adapted to those calories. And now it does not need as many calories to survive. And so now instead of losing weight at 1600 calories, you're just chilling, maintaining your weight, which means that in order to continue losing weight, you're going to have to change something. You're going to have to drop your calories, do more cardio. Um, so same thing can happen if you're just someone who chronically is eating very, very low calories, which is a lot of what we get in our program. We'll have clients coming in averaging like 1200 calories a day. And they've been eating this way for years. Um, and you know, you would think, wow, someone's eating 1200 calories. Why are they not losing weight? Um, it's just because their body and their metabolism has, have adapted to that state and that intake. Yeah, definitely. Like every said, this is probably, you know, what, what we deal with the most with clients that we bring in, um, with metabolic adaptation. That's why even like with clients that we work with, when we do take them through a calorie deficit, we don't want to stay in a deficit for too long because like Avery just said, your metabolism will adjust or adapt to whatever amount of food that you're sitting at for an extended period of time. Um, so that is something that you definitely need to keep in the forefront of your mind. Metabolic adaptation is likely the reason if you're eating low calories that you're, you're probably not seeing that continued success that maybe you saw right at the beginning when you were eating lower calories. Um, but like every said, the beauty in that is your metabolism is fluid. So just because you have downregulated your metabolism over time with chronic yo-yo dieting or just low calories, that doesn't mean you're stuck forever, but you will need probably some sort of intervention to um, kind of get your intake back up, which will get us to that goal of, like we said at the beginning, how to lose weight while eating more. So um, next we're going to be diving into like how eating lower calories really can just be bad for your overall health, bad for your biofeedback. Um, You know, some people think like, oh, I'm fine eating 1200 calories, but like really doing that for a long period of time will have negative effects on your overall health. So we're going to kind of dive into why you don't want to do that for an extended period of time. Do you want to go ahead? Yeah. Um, so like we said, like I just said, your metabolism at this point has, let's say you are eating really low calories as downregulated just means that your body needs fewer calories to operate and to stay alive. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good thing. So just because you are surviving at 1200 calories, it doesn't mean that that's good for your body or for your health. Um, there's going to be so many more issues besides just trouble losing weight. Um, it really is going to affect pretty much every aspect of your health. So lower energy levels, um, recovery, um, your hunger cues are probably going to be affected. So you probably aren't going to feel hungry super regularly. Um, you might have trouble sleeping. So like insomnia, um, hormonal imbalances. So eating really low period, uh, eating really low calories. You can also lose your period at a certain point. Um, let's see, mood can be affected. Digestion can be affected. Um, really so many different things. Um, and I think a lot of times people just attribute those, um, some of those side effects or some of those symptoms rather just as kind of like the way things are like, I'm just always tired. I'm just can't sleep. It's like, well, you're you know why you're tired? Cause you're not getting enough food. Like you're literally not getting enough fuel to have energy. Yeah. Um, and same thing goes for, you know, trying to get stronger, trying to grow muscle. Um, so I think a lot of people, when they set out to, okay, I want to look like this person, which 
we know that you're never, you're never going to look like that person. You have your own individual, amazing body, but, um, people, you know, want to look quote unquote toned and they want to have like, you know, like they want to have a nice shape to their body and all that stuff. And they don't realize that in order to get there, they have to build some muscle, which is going to require them to eat more food. So, um, lots of things going to be affected by, low calories that I think people just become very accustomed to. And then they're like, why am I not sleeping? Well, why am I like always cranky? It's like, well, you're not getting enough food. Like, yeah, definitely. I, I definitely used to be kind of a culprit of that. Like, Oh, I have no energy throughout the day. Like I relied on pre-workout to get me through my workouts, but it was because when I started going to the gym, I was eating very, very low calories. I was not, my, I was not helping my body um, run efficiently and run how it's supposed to run. Um, another thing too, like Avery had said before, you know, as you're, you're, you have metabolic adaptation with lower amount of calories, you know, you're going to get to a point where not only is it harder to lose weight, but it actually can be easier to gain weight, especially with those inconsistencies in your diet. Um, if you're somebody who is, you know, for the most part eating 1200 calories a day, but twice a week you go out, you know, to eat, you go out to Mexican food, maybe you go to the bar and have a few drinks. And so like on those days you're consuming 3000 calories. Um, that's when you'll get to a point where your metabolism's like, Hey, no, you know, we're supposed to be here at 1200 calories. So now you going up to the 3000 calories with the enchiladas you ate at dinner, that's going to cause weight gain because your body is set. It's adapted to 1200 calories. So at that point, you're kind of like, quote unquote, in a surplus and your body is in a very stressful situation. It's kind of in like that fight or flight mode where it's like, oh my gosh, I never get this, this amount of food. I'm going to cling on to this. I'm going to hold on to it. I don't know when I'm going to get this much food again. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, go ahead. I was going to say, I think a lot of, like a lot of women will say things like that where they're like, oh my gosh, I eat one French fry and I gain 10 pounds. It's like, well, because most of the time you're eating like negative French fries, yeah. you're like, you know, a couple almonds and like a salad. And then you go out and you have a plate of French fries, which is pretty calorically dense. And likely you're not actually just having one French fry. You're having like lots of French fries, a couple drinks, a bur- you know, again, none of that is bad. I'm not trying to say fries. Fries are great. We love fries here. Okay. Um, but like Alex said, your body's just not used to that. And so if you're, if you're kind of steadily eating really low and then you jump up, like, yeah, you're, you're definitely going to gain some weight at that point. Um, I was going to say something. You want to get to a point where you can eat the fries and lose the weight, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so, so like Avery said before, you know, as your BMR, your basal metabolic rate decreases, your body's going to adapt, meaning that in order to be in a calorie deficit, you would need to eat even less, or you would need to add in more cardio. You would need to further that deficit more, um, mm-hmm. which obviously the point we're trying to get across can be really hard on your body. It can have very many, you know, very many, it can have so many negative effects just on your health overall. Um, also another thing that's going to be increasingly hard if you're eating lower calories is gaining muscle, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're somebody who is, like I said, I was going to the gym six days a week, eating probably 1200 calories a day, really, really finding it difficult to gain muscle. And it was because I wasn't eating enough food to support muscle growth. Like muscle growth, isn't just going to happen. Um, it's, it's actually really hard to gain muscle a lot harder than people think. Um, I, you know, so many people come to us and they're like, Oh, like, I don't want to get bulky. I'm so scared. It's like, trust me, like that's not going to happen on accident. Like you have to be so freaking intentional about that. Um, so you need to, you need to make sure you're eating enough to support muscle growth because gaining muscle in turn is going to increase your, your metabolic rate. Meaning the more muscle you have on your body, 
the more calories you're going to burn at rest, which will allow you to eat more food, which will allow you to gain more muscle. It's like this beautiful little circle that I just love so much. Um, so yeah, that's another big thing to kind of keep in mind. Uh, you know, if you are eating lower calories, not only is it going to be bad for your overall health, it's going to be, you know, harder to lose weight, easier to gain weight, but it's also going to be a lot more difficult to gain muscle, especially if you're somebody who is like actively trying to do that. Like you don't want to waste your time because going to the gym is hard, you know, when you're pushing yourself. So you want to make sure that you're optimizing that as best as you can. One more thing I want to um, say in terms of like a symptom or a kind of a negative health side effect to eating low calories is just your mindset around food and your like how much you're thinking about food. Um, obviously this is going to be different for everyone. You could be someone who's eating really low calories and you don't even realize it. You just don't even think about it. Um, but I find that most of the time, at least with the clients that I work with who come in eating very low calories, um, their mindset around food and the way that they view food is often very skewed and very negative. So they see things very black and white in terms of like, this is healthy food. This is unhealthy food. This makes me gain weight. This, you know, is helps me lose weight. Like things like that, like seeing the French fries as like this thing to be avoided and like this scary thing. Um, and I also find that they're kind of at least for me, I know when I was eating really low calories, like just constantly thinking about food, especially if you're, it's something that you're doing intentionally, like, okay, 2023, I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to start a 1200 calorie diet, or even, you know, 1200 calories is really low, but even like 1500 calories, 1600 calories, like that's pretty low. Um, especially if you're also going to the gym, strength training, doing cardio, like that's just not enough food. Um, and so you're probably going to just be constantly thinking about food. When's my next meal, not fully satisfied. Maybe you're on this kind of restricted binge cycle. So that's another really common thing is, um, and then you end up gaining weight because of that. Like you're not eating a lot, not eating a lot. You can control it for a couple of days. And then you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to eat everything in my pantry. And then of course you're going to gain weight. And then you feel really guilty, beat yourself up. I'm never going to do that again. And the cycle continues. So so true that, and I I know both of us, Avery, have experienced that in our health and fitness journey in terms of just having a poor relationship with food. Um, I I've said this on podcast episodes before, but like I truly was that girl that used to like tell my mom like I'll never be skinny because I just love food too much. And you know, first of all, what the heck does skinny even mean? And then second of all, Alex, that's great that you love food. Like your body needs food. That's literally fuel. That's how our bodies run the way that they're supposed to run. Um, I just wasn't educated on, on nutrition. And so if you're somebody who I want you to like, close your eyes and think about this. If you're somebody who, you know, you go out to eat, you're trying to like always look for the most low calorie thing on the menu. Um, maybe there's an appetizer in front of you and you're just literally not even engaging in the conversation around you because you're just like, Oh my gosh, I want one of those so bad, but I know I'm not supposed to have one. Um, you know, like Avery said, if, if you eat something and then you're instantly like, Oh my gosh, why did I eat that? You're dwelling it on it all day. Maybe you alter your plans for the rest of the day to where you're like, I'm just not going to eat any more food for the rest of the day. Um, I, you know, I'm going to restart tomorrow. Like just close your eyes and think about a life where you could have that appetizer, where you're not always constantly looking for the most low calorie thing on the menu, um, where you're not, you know, sitting at Mexican food, just staring at the freaking chips in the middle, like, oh my gosh, I want one of those so bad. I want one of those so bad. Um, like just think of a life where you, you could eat those things and you, you could literally eat something and just move on. You could have a donut for breakfast and, and just move on with your day and not have to think about it the whole day. Um, because like I said, I was that girl and I've been there and I'm here to tell you guys, like, you, your relationship with food is so much more important than you probably think. And it probably causes a lot more stress in your life than you probably think. And if you could 
you know, get to a point where you, you could really just, I guess, fix that relationship. Like your life will change. I know mine has, um, especially because like I said, I, I love food. Trust me. I love food. It's like my favorite thing ever. My family loves food. Any get together we have there, like food's always the center of everything. Um, you can reach your goals while still eating a good amount of food. I would say most, I, I don't think we've ever had a client probably maintain under 2000 calories a day. Um, and if they are, it's, it's someone who just is shorter, very, I have someone right now who's made, she's intuitively eating, but she's eating around like 1900 calories, but she is a very small person just just naturally. And still 1900 is like, that's a, like, that's a good, I mean, it's a good amount of food. People listening to this are probably like, holy shit, wait, she eats 1900 calories and doesn't gain weight. Like, and I have a client right now who eats 2,700 calories and isn't gaining weight. Like it's, it's truly the, that's the beauty of this lifestyle. And we're going to dive into why it's important to kind of take into consideration your intake and make sure that you are eating more. Um, but yeah, anyways, that was like a total side tangent just cause it kind of just brought me back to like my old days of like, man, I used to be so, you know, I, yeah. I ordered the lowest calorie drink I can at Starbucks. I need to, you know, juice diet and yo-yo diet. And it's, you know, I, I have consult calls with people all the time who are like this. Like yeah. I got a call last week with someone who was like, Oh, I eat a lot of rice and I know that's not good. I'm like, girl, what's yeah. rice? I'm like, and right Alex, Alex and I are sitting at Mexican food in Arizona, just down in these chips, like, guac. <laughs> like just in five seconds, just chips are gone. But like, you can't, you just think back and just be like, Oh my gosh, old me would have been like, Holy shit. I just ate so many chips and guac, but like we left that thinking, gosh, we need to get those again tomorrow. I know, serious. (laughs) Those are so good. Okay. So the beauty behind um, how we kind of go about this, if you are somebody who is eating low calories, you know, you've dealt with metabolic adaptation with low calories, there is a way out, which is so awesome. Um, I would say, again, this is something most of our clients go through and it's a process called reverse dieting. And Avery's kind of like our reverse dieting specialist. So I'll let her kind of head on this topic. Um, yeah. So reverse dieting is amazing. We actually have an entire podcast episode about it. Um, but there are some things I do want to just cover really quickly in terms of reverse dieting. Basically just to put it in a, in a nutshell, reverse dieting is basically just the process of slowly increasing your calories over time. So if you think about a diet, you're decreasing your calories, reverse dieting, exactly the opposite. So you're increasing your calories over time, very gradually, very slowly. Um, just to make it really clear, reverse dieting itself is not a technique for weight loss. So people will be like, I'm reverse dieting. I'm not losing weight. Like that's normal. You, you should not expect to lose weight while you are reverse dieting. Um, so rather than think about thinking about it as like, this is a technique for weight loss or fat loss, think about it as this is setting the stage for successful weight loss down the road, um, for more sustainable weight loss, where you can lose weight at higher calories. Um, so reverse diet is your health. It's, it's for your health. Yes. Yes. It's for your health. Um, so essentially what we talked about in the beginning with your metabolism downregulating, um, like I said, your metabolism is fluid. So not only can it downregulate, we can also upregulate, which is what our, one of our goals is with a reverse diet. Um, so essentially through the process of gradually increasing your food, and it is essential that you do this really slowly. Um, because like we said, with the example of, okay, you're eating 1200 calories, you go out for a couple of drinks and some food, you're eating 3000 calories. That's not a reverse diet, obviously. Um, you know, even if you were to, gain just, yeah, yes, you're definitely going to gain weight if, if you do it that quickly. And mo- for most women, 3000 calories is probably going to be a surplus for most people. Um, so, um, 
some people can get, uh, lose weight during a reverse diet. That's because they're still in a caloric deficit. So again, as an example, if you're eating 1200 calories, um, and then you, you know, week one, you up it to three, uh, 1300 calories, you're probably still going to potentially be in a deficit. Um, maybe, and this is kind of complicated because you could have not been losing weight at 1200 calories. And then you could be losing weight at 1300 calories because you're your metabolism is starting to upregulate. So you're eating more food, but you're also using those calories more readily. And so that's putting you in a deficit. Um, so you're burning really quick. Cause with that, you're going to, you're going to be burning more calories because you're probably exercising more. You're eating more food, which in turn is actually allowing you to burn more calories too, because part of your total daily energy expenditure expenditure is your thermic effect of food. So the, the calories your body uses to digest and process the food that you're eating, you're burning calories doing that even. So that's something else that's increasing as well. Um, as you're eating more food. And so, and most likely your meat is, in, uh, is, uh, increasing as well. So NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Um, so like walking around your house, fidgeting, standing, like you're just going to have more energy, like even just like talking with your hands. Like if I was at 1200 calories right now, I'd be seated. I'd be just staring at the screen. Very, you know, very still because your body like this. Yeah. Even like ooh, moving and shaking. <laughs> um, but you know, even subconsciously, like your body's going to be like, okay, I'm not going to fit. I'm going to do as little as I can because I am not getting enough food. And so I need to preserve this energy. Right. Um, so those are just a couple kind of, um, disclaimers about reverse dieting, but if you want to learn more, definitely go check out the episode. Um, but like Alex said, it's, it's about your health. Essentially. We want to make sure that we are getting your metabolism in a good, good spot that you're actually eating more at maintenance, like your true maintenance rather than, um, your adapted maintenance, which would be like the 1200 calories that you've been eating. Then you stop losing weight. We want to bring you back to more of like your true maintenance. Um, let's see. And also I do want to say that with reverse dieting, there is a limit to how high you can go. So it's not like you could just reverse diet forever and you're just never going to lose, like you're never going to gain weight at a certain point, you know, your, your, your body is, you you know, your metabolism is going to kind of tap out. Um, and you know, you'll eventually be in a surplus. Yeah. So and, and a nice thing too, about kind of like how I said, the more muscle you have on your body, the, the more calories you burn. That's, that's how you can kind of, you know, like I said, I have a client right now who's maintaining, she's at like 26, 2700 calories, literally maintaining. Um, you know, before that she would maintain like the first time we ever went through a reverse diet together, she maintained at 2300 calories. The second time we reverse dieted together, she was maintaining at like 2500 calories. The reason it has increased for her is because for two and a half years now, she goes to the gym, she lifts weights, she's putting muscle mass on her body, which is allowing her body to burn more calories at rest because she has more muscle, which allows her to eat more food. So you can increase it, but it's not like, you know, you're like Avery said, you can't just like reverse diet to the moon. Like, Oh, this is great. I'm never, you know, I'm going to eat 5,000 calories a day and not gain any weight. Um, but to get that number higher, you would just want to increase your muscle mass and your, your basal metabolic rate. Um, so in short, you guys, I'm just going to like recap this just to kind of help you guys wrap your mind around this. If you are metabolically adapted to lower calories, let's say you, your metabolism has adjusted to 1200 calories a day, going through a process called reverse dieting, where you're going to gradually, slowly, strategically increase your calories, um, while also pairing this with resistance training, that's kind of that's the basis of our program. Um, this is going to allow you to get to that higher calorie amount. Maybe you are somebody who probably does maintain around like 2000 to 2200 calories a day. You just don't know it. 
that's what we're going to reverse diet up to. We're going to figure out where is that maintenance for you? Cause it is different for every single person. It's not like every person maintains at 2200 calories. It, it would look literally different for every person, but that's why you're doing reverse dieting. Cause you want to get from that 1200 to that 2200 calories. While like Avery said, the purpose of that is not to lose weight. Some people do, some people don't. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to get to that higher calorie intake. So when you do go into a deficit again, you lose weight way better. Your body's just functioning better. Your biofeedback's better. Um, you're eating more food still. So that's kind of the purpose behind a reverse diet, just to kind of, I guess, in short, recap that for you. Yep. So uh, let's talk about how to be successful in reverse dieting. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so lots of, lots of things here. There's definitely, you know, this can be kind of a, nuanced process. And it, I always tell my clients, this is not an exact science. Like it's not like there's an exact formula of, okay, we're going to do this many calories every week, like for this long, like people will be like, how long is this going to take? I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's going to be different for everyone. Um, so first thing that's really honestly like crucial is to track your food. Um, just because you want to be as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? meticulous as possible in terms of your macros. Um, so eating more food is great, but you want to be eating more of the right food in terms of like eating more protein, more carbs. Um, you don't want to just be eating like a bunch more butter, um, nothing wrong with butter, but like your body needs protein and carbs and fat. Um, so you do want to make sure that you're increasing your macros strategically, um, making sure that you're consistent with your nutritional protocols and really all your protocols before you're ready to change things. Um, so that's something that can definitely influence how long a reverse diet takes. If someone's just not being consistent, um, it's just going to take longer because we can't really change things unless you're consistent, um, yeah. which is the next thing on this stay consistent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I used to be, whenever I had like first kind of taken myself through a reverse diet, I wasn't like super good at tracking. I like didn't really understand the concept too much. And I literally just every single week increased my calories by like 50 to hundred calories a week, even if I wasn't hitting my targets. And mm -hmm. it took me so much longer to actually reach my goals because I didn't know how much I was actually eating. In turn, I would increase my intake, but I didn't even know if I was hitting that increased intake because I wasn't really tracking very well. So that's what we mean by like being really consistent with your nutritional protocols, but also like, don't just change things because it's a new week. Like, Oh, okay. Last week I increased by 50 calories this week. I'm going to increase by 50 calories. Like you have to make sure you're actually hitting your protocols before you go up any, any increment in food changes. Um, so that's, that's really, really important. Of course, keeping track of your biofeedback is going to be a big part of this process because like we said, you are eventually going to get to a point where you do reach maintenance calories and learning more about your biofeedback and how your body responds is really important because oftentimes if someone's reaching their, their peak maintenance calories, they will maybe start to get a little bit more fatigued. Uh, maybe they do experience a little bit more brain fog because that's their body saying like, okay, you know, it's, we've reached our, our calorie intake. Also, another thing to keep track of is just your progress in general, because if your weight is going up and up and up, you're probably in a surplus. If you're, you know, you're sitting at 2,200, 2,300 calories and you, you're, the scale keeps going up as you're making these increases, that's probably meaning, Hey, you're actually in a surplus right now. So let's tone it down a little bit to see where our true maintenance calories are at. So that's why keeping track of biofeedback and progress are really, really important. Another thing that she kind of keep note and something that I, again, did a lot in the beginning when I was kind of first learning about this process was I would change things up way too regularly that like, if my body was responding to something really well, I would still change things up. Like you don't want to 
and, and this kind of can go more so for like being in a deficit, but like, you just don't want to make changes too frequently. You guys, that's kind of the, a big mistake that a lot of people make and something that I definitely made a lot of mistakes on. Um, another thing Avery has on here is just focusing on like whole foods, micronutrients. Like that's again, yes, freedom with food is amazing. We want you to be able to eat all your favorite treats, but at the end of the day, you are what you eat. If you're yeah. constantly just like Avery said, eating things that, you know, maybe you're just having McDonald's every day, which there's nothing wrong with McDonald's in the first trimester. That's literally all I could eat. <laughs> um, but you know, if you're just eating foods that are, you know, a little bit more processed, you know, more fried foods and stuff like that all of the time, you're not going to feel your best. And I, one of the reasons also why I put that on here is because I think a lot of people with reverse dieting, especially if you're someone who's been eating low calories for a long time, it's actually hard to eat more food. You're going to feel really full at first um, because your hunger cues have been suppressed. They're not, they're not normal anymore. Um, so you'd think, okay, someone who's eating 1200 calories for a long period of time um, is just going to be hungry all the time. But that's actually not the case. Um some of the time, sometimes people, a lot of times I would say people who've been eating that way for a long period of time, like, I don't really get hungry. Like I'm just not hungry. It's 3 PM. I haven't eaten anything. I should probably eat, but I'm not hungry, whatever. Um, so especially in the beginning of a reverse diet, it is going to be challenging to hit those targets regularly. Um, and a lot of times as a result, as a result, people will kind of go towards, um, much more calorically dense foods, which often means more processed foods, um, more eating out, things like that, which again, not a bad thing. Um, but if you're kind of taking a look at biofeedback and you're looking at how, you know, how someone's eating and you're like, oh, you, you aren't feeling at your best and you're also eating not the best quality foods most of the time, let's go ahead and try to adjust this and see how you feel, um, before we just up your calories more and more, and you just continue to eat more of not the best foods. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the great thing is that eating, having more calories, you have a bigger budget to add in those fun foods. It doesn't mean that your whole diet should consist of those foods. Yeah. Another point you just brought up that, um, I wanted to kind of emphasize, and this is something that I see a lot with women that I talk with, um, is you had mentioned the thing of like not getting very hungry until later in the day. That is a big sign that you have lost your hunger cues and you probably do need a reverse diet. If you're somebody who wakes up in the morning, you're not hungry until like Avery said later in the day, maybe you have just an iced coffee in the morning and you can skate through your whole day before you know it's dinner time. And you're like, oh, okay, I, I'm kind of hungry now. You're experiencing hunger cues is a good thing. You want to feel hunger pangs. You want your body to be telling you, Hey, it's time to eat more food. And if you're not experiencing that, that is a good sign that you probably need some sort of diet intervention and you, and you probably would be a good candidate for reverse dieting. I like the um, diet intervention. I'm like thinking about someone like sitting, someone comes to home and like, everyone's there. They're like, Hey, like you need to, diet. Like, to eat more. We're concerned about you. <laughs> uh, I know. I just feel like that's just a good word. To oh, it is a good word. It is a good word. Like, cause there, something needs to intervene with what you're doing. No, like, absolutely. Uh, just yeah. the image I get in my mind. Is we're good. just like sitting in a circle. We're like, Hey honey, you really need to eat some more food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a bowl of chips and guac in front of us. Yeah, uh, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it is true. You guys. So uh, that's, that's another really, really extremely common thing that I find with women that I talk to is you know, and if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my God, that's me. Like I literally just drink an iced coffee in the morning and I'm like not hungry until lunch or dinner. That's a sign that you probably do need to go through some sort of reverse dieting. That's a sign that metabolic adaptation has taken place and you're, you're already in a place where it's going to be hard to lose weight if you're not experiencing regular hunger cues. So going through some sort of reverse dieting process will be really beneficial for you. So kind of to recap this whole episode, we want to just really hammer home the benefits of eating more for fat loss. 
like we said, reverse dieting is the process that's going to allow us to do that. Um, reverse dieting is not the process that is going to help us lose weight. It's the reverse, it's the process that I guess, yes, it is, but it's, we're not going to lose weight during that reverse it's, diet. It precedes the success. Yes. Yeah. The, the weight loss usually comes after the reverse diet, but that is how we are going to eat more for fat loss. Um, like I said, if, if you can reverse diet up to 2,200 calories, instead of trying to lose weight at 1,200 calories and having a hard time, now you're at 2,200 calories and you can go in a 300 calorie deficit or even a 200 calorie deficit and add on a little bit of cardio and you should probably experience weight loss um, or fat loss for that matter. Because especially if you're pairing it with um, weight training, um, like I said, you know, you're going to experience that with just, I don't know, we were going to go through, we're going to go through the benefits right now. So like I said, the first one on here is long-term results with no rebound. So if you're somebody who's been through diet before, um, you saw really successful weight loss, but then the second you went back to your regular habits, you gained everything back, maybe plus some, um, that is what is kind of considered a diet rebound. And it's super, super common with fad diets. You know, if you went through keto or you went through just some sort of diet that makes you restrict your calories, super, super low, um, you you might experience that rebound. So this is the great thing because when you do it this way, you get those long-term results with no rebounding. Mm. Um, also like kind of going off of that, no more yo-yo dieting. So you don't have to constantly find the next new diet or do a juice cleanse or, you know, constantly go after the next new shiny thing. Um, it's truly just your lifestyle at that point. And you get to maintain a higher calories and, um, really just have more of a sustainable lifestyle. Do you want to dive into some other, uh, benefits? Yes. Um, also when it comes to weight loss, a lot of people really focus on cardio, which of course it, for a lot of people is necessary during a fat loss phase. It can definitely be a beneficial tool. Um, but also with being at those higher calories and being in a place where it's easier for your body to lose weight, there's not going to be a requirement for as much like crazy amounts of cardio. So a lot of people will be like, I spend an hour on the treadmill every day. Yeah, that's a bit much. Like that's a bitch. That bitch. That's a bit much. I I don't know. There's a bitch too, but <laughs> yeah, that's a bit much um, for just a lifestyle person trying to lose some weight. Um, so you won't be you won't be having to do quite as much of that. So essentially, just the process of losing weight is going to be easier, um, as well as being able to still maintain the muscle that you built through the reverse diet. Um, you won't be in a position where eating super low calories is causing you to not just lose weight, but the weight is actually a lot of muscle that you're losing. Um, right. so it's actually going to put you in a much better position for fat loss, not just weight, weight loss. loss. Yeah, okay. actually, that's a really good point. I want to touch on a little bit more too, is like I said, in the beginning, if you're eating extremely low calories, but you're like trying to put on muscle mass, like the weight you're losing is, is most likely not just like Avery said, it's not, it's most likely not just body fat, which that that's like the optimal weight we want to lose. If you're trying to lose weight would be fat loss, mm -hmm. um, rather than just overall weight loss, because with ex eating extremely low calories, yeah, you're probably going to experience fat loss, but you're probably going to experience muscle loss. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like bone density, tissue, hair loss. Like there's mm -hmm. a lot of things that can chronically go wrong if you're eating low calories and it's probably not just fat loss, which to, like I said, to have more muscle in your body is kind of the goal here. So you want to optimize that muscle growth that you're working for. Yep. 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 Um, and then of course, just to kind of finish us off in terms of benefits, just increased quality of life, better biofeedback. So more energy, better sleep, better mood, um, much more optimal for your hormone health. 
Um, fertility, certainly, if that's a goal for you, which even if that's not like fertility is important, um, better recovery, um, definitely a lot less stress on your body, which is so important. Um, just kind of the external stress of being at low calories is a lot, um, better GI health. So digestion and gut health, um, and just overall, like a better quality of life, better mindset for sure. In terms of like your relationship with food, um, and exercise and all that good stuff. Yeah. I, I actually love the the fact that you kind of brought up fertility. There's actually, um, do you know, you know, Vince, Pit stick, the guy yeah, that I do know Vince. That's you you know him. <laughs> I do. Yeah. We're going to get married someday. He, he actually made a post that was super, super interesting. And I feel like we could actually do a podcast episode on this, but how like more than ever, and this is totally unrelated to eating more for fat loss, but, um, how more than ever, like women are pushed to do like IVF treatments and stuff like that for fertility um, rather than actually just talking about the basics of nutrition and how, you know, to really enhance just your biofeedback and, and create an optimal space for a pregnancy because your body's smarter than you think. Like, you know, if, if your body is not an optimal housing place for a, you know, a child, it's not going to do that for you. And so, um, he was just talking about how like IVF is so pushed and it's, you know, these $30,000 treatments where most people don't even get to, to talk about like just the, the benefits of, focusing on their nutrition. And, and that could go for fat loss as well. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who said like, oh, my doctor prescribed me this super low calorie diet, or they put me on these medications um, for my high blood pressure and stuff like that. And they never were once talked about how to, you know, eat for their lifestyle and, and really do things in a way that benefits their biofeedback. So just kind of a little side tangent when, when you said that, I was like, oh, we should do an episode on that. But yeah. anywho, you guys, that's how to lose weight while eating more. <laughs> um, like I said, I think this is going to be a really popular episode. A, just because like the tagline super catchy, like, oh, lose weight, eat more. I want to do that. Um, and that you get to do that. That's that's the coolest part of um, really doing things in a way that's more sustainable for your lifestyle. So let 2023 be the year that you ditch the fad diets, you ditch the, you know, extreme restriction, the extreme cardio. Um, let it be the year that you focus on your health and do things in a way that's that's going to really last the rest of your life. So that's um, all I'm say. Last two things. Number one, if you're like, I want to know more about reverse dieting, like you guys just described me to a T, like I am this person you're talking about. We have a full episode on it. It's like one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded. Definitely a really popular one. So we go like deep dive into reverse dieting. So go check that out. Number two, if you're like, I want to do this, I'm scared. I'm scared about eating more. I don't know like how to do it. It sounds complicated. That's literally our job. We specialize in reverse dieting. So um, I think we always have Yep. The application book, uh, application linked in our show notes. So definitely fill that out. Um, lots of really exciting things coming to our program this year. So yeah. Awesome. You guys will have a good freaking weekend. We will see you next Friday. Bye.